Bibles, you can turn to 2 Peter chapter 1 and probably want to stay there, although I'm going to give you quite a few different scriptures this morning. Uh, but let's pray and ask God to touch our hearts with the word today. Lord, as we've come to you in worship, God, as we've come to you in fellowship, God, as we've come today, not just to receive, but we've come to give. And God, as we give in every way, Lord, in those that are giving of their time and talents and abilities, Lord, those that are giving their giving blood to help others, Lord, we're asking to receive and receive from your word, God, to guard our hearts and guide our hearts, Lord, into your perfect plan for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to take just a second before I get to that verse. Uh, so as we, as we open up this morning, I want to share with you just a few things uh, that, are, that, are, that we are talking about this week, that we're talking about throughout this series that we're going to be in. It's, it's called Good News. And the reason we're talking about good news is because right now there's a bunch of bad news. It's all bad news, and if you've watched the news, and I have no, actually know people right now who have cut off watching the news. They don't watch it. They don't tune into it. It's because it's all bad. There's nothing that's really good on it. And I've been even trying myself in my spare time to actually look for stories about good news. Uh, I found a few, but they're hard to find because right now the whole the whole culture is to, if it's bad, we'll read it. If it's good, we'll probably jump over it. So I kind of look for some good news even around here. And I wanted to share just a little good news I got with you this week. This week I got a, a Connect card. And, and, uh, and on that Connect card, somebody who attends this church put on... Their, and it was so exciting. You could read the excitement in what they wrote on their Connect card. It said, praise the Lord really big. Two years ago, they were diagnosed with diabetes. They no longer have diabetes. That is a miracle from God. That is a good thing from God. And so when all the bad things are going on, all the tough times are going on, we have a tendency to focus on those. So we're going to be talking about the goodness of God all the way up through the election. You see, there's something I believe right now, and I believe it in my heart. I believe that we're in a season of favor. I believe God is giving us a season of favor. Man, I can tell right now you don't feel like there's a season of favor in your life, but God has a season of favor that you're in. You say, How, I don't feel like I'm in a season of favor. I believe that you're going to see the goodness of God in your life. If you turn your heart towards Him, you'll turn your attention towards Him right now in this moment when things seem like it's dark. 2020, ah, what a year. If, if, if you'll just turn our focus to Him, I believe you're going to see the favor of God. I believe it. I believe it because of what Jesus said in John chapter 10. John, he said, I have come that you would have life and that you would have it to the full. That you would have a full life. That the not only eternally I believe that's talking about, but I believe it's talking about here. That we can have the fullest life because of Christ. That God can bless you with a full life life a life that more abundant I love how the how a different translation when we read it in that in the translation that we grew up I've come that you have life and more abundantly I love some of the modern translations that say I've come that you may have life and have it to its full that your life in Christ was made to be lived 
at its fullest. Now we'd say, well, I don't experience that all the time. I don't live in the fullness all the time, but we are to have fullness of life. Now, when I say that, a lot of our minds go, well, you know, climbing Mount Everest or going skiing in the Rockies or doing all the things when we would say, man, he lived a really full life. She lived a really full life. The full life for us may not be going and skiing the Rocky Mountains, even though if you ever do get a chance to. It's beautiful. Go do it. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. But you know, I, I've been able to do that. I've been able to go some different places. I've been able to travel around the world uh, in, at different times. And, and all those good things, you think, man, well, that's living a really full life. You know, I, I, I think sometimes, you know, I, I've, I've ridden a horse that, tried, that bucked me off before. You know, I've driven my car over 100 miles an hour. Do not do that, okay? Don't do that. It's illegal. That was a long time ago. I've, I've, I've lived... So many different things. I, I got to start a business. I got to teach classes. I, there's so many things I got to do. And you think, that's a full life. No, a full life is investing my life completely into God's will for my life. That is the fullest life. And so if we believe that, and, I, and when we look at our lives, we go, man, my life doesn't look like that. It doesn't feel like that because I feel like I blow it a lot. we never get to experience sometimes I believe God's fullness for our life because we're so time so many times focused on the wrong things we feel like failures we feel like we blow it a lot we feel like we never overcome like we just keep going over the same things keep falling into the same patterns keep saying the same things doing the same things man I just don't feel like I'm living a full life And that's what we're going to talk about today, the promises of God on your life. If you belong to him this morning, you have incredible promises that are hanging over your life today. You just have to partake of them. You just have to grasp them. You just have to begin to understand them. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Now I want you to read this slowly with me. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by what? His own glory and goodness. Keep going. Through these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Put verse 3 back up there for me. Everything we need. You have everything you need today. And that is what we're going to look at. You know, as I was going over this and as I was studying this sermon, something that just began to these words just began to just really permeate in my heart. And, and I know I'm getting there just a little bit early, but I, 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 wanna, I want you to get this in your mindset. And I want you to get this in your heart today. Because of God's goodness, your life can change. Because of God's goodness, your life 
can change. You do not have to stay the same thing that you were. You don't have to stay addicted. You don't have to stay bitter. You don't have to stay sexually immoral. You don't have to keep falling into the same patterns. You don't have to keep living the same way. You don't have to keep beating yourself up how you over and over and over again don't do it the right way. Because of God's goodness today, your life can change. Because you have everything you need. You have everything you need in him to live a godly life. And as you say, well, how do I live a godly life? I, I keep trying and I keep blowing it. I keep doing things and I keep messing up. What, what are these things that God is doing in me to help me to live a godly life? In that verse, it says you've been given something. You've been given something in Christ that are, the Bible calls great and precious promises. You have a promise from God that you can partake. Listen to the words of that verse. I have the promise of God in my life as a follower of Christ that I can participate in the divine nature. I can partake of God's nature in my life through his goodness. I can tell right now you're like, I don't know if I believe this or not. How does my life change through this process? Well, you go back to that word promises. What are the promises for us? And I'm telling you, I had a ton of verses today. I wanted to overwhelm your minds with the goodness of God. And I gave, I had so many that I might even go ahead and read some of them out. But I did not want to overwhelm the media team and give them too many verses today. Because I wanted to overwhelm you with the mindset of God's goodness for your life. We don't believe it. We don't actually think it. We don't grasp it because if we did, it would change us. We don't think about how much God has good thoughts toward us. We, we're like, oh no, we're getting into pie in the sky preaching. We're getting into name it and claim it. We're getting into, oh no, pastor's turning into to Joel Osteen. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's all good. And it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Guess what? For us, it is all good. It's all good. What is this promise I have? What is this promise that I have that you're talking about? Well, I want to go back to what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. You see, you can't make yourself any better. But the Holy Spirit working in you, who is with you, the Spirit of God himself, as a child of God, is living within you. You have every promise that the Spirit brings hanging over your life. We just have to say, God, do it in me. Lord, I got some things. And we're going to look at a minute how we get some stuff out of the way. But because of God's goodness, I have this promise helper. Now, the word advocate, it means several different things. You can use it 
in many different ways, but it means these things. Helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. You have somebody, God himself, is standing by you even in the middle of 2020. One day we're all going to look back, and we're going to look back at January when all everybody was saying, 2020, the year of vision. You know, I was like, well, it's been a bad vision. Okay? I never said that, and y'all know, because I picked on that. I was never going to say that. I said, nobody's saying that around here, because everybody's going to be saying, 2020, we're going to see clearly. No, we're not. But I want to give you some of the great promises, and I've just got just a few. I could go on and on and on and on about how the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in you. But the Holy Spirit is working in you right now if you belong to Christ. He's working on you to do some things in your life. And you are to, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, is you are to partake in them. You are to, and I'll go on to show you in a minute, so if you want to say that, how we are to work together with the Holy Spirit, working with the Spirit of God in our life. But the promises of the Holy Spirit in my life are found throughout the New Testament. And the first one I want to share with you this morning is He fills me with God's love. Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who He has given us. You may not feel very loving. You may not feel very kind. You may not feel very personable. All those things that you want to know better and grow better and be better, the Holy Spirit has been poured in your heart so that you understand and know the love of God. You can become more loving. You can become more kind. You can become a, a, a changed person. Why? Because you begin to understand just what this thing is that we call Christianity. That you understand that the God of heaven who could have judged you, who could have destroyed you, chose to have mercy on you, chose to give you grace and kindness and show his goodness towards you. And not just do that, but he allowed and he placed the Holy Spirit in your heart. So that you could grow in the love of God. Man, what a salvation we have. What good news is that? That when I don't feel loving, the Spirit of God is poured into me that I can understand the love of God. Maybe you're struggling with sin today. Maybe there are things that have bound you today. Maybe you're watching online this morning and, and, and you're sitting there. You know, man, I've, I, I know I'm blowing it. I know I'm going back. And I've seen something happen so many times throughout this COVID year. I've seen a lot of people go back and pick up some awful bad habits that, that God had kind of set them free from. And they were, they were seeming to be free and growing and getting separated from those things. And, man, they got kind of bored. They got locked down. And, you know, like your grandma used to say, idle hands are the devil's workshop well the devil went to work you say man I've blown it well see the Holy Spirit not only fills you with the love of God he helps you to put to death the deeds of the body Romans 8 13 for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body you will live so not only do I understand the love of God, I can put to death the places where I am blowing it. I can actually, Scripture says, through the power of the Holy Spirit, not just always battle with them, not just think they're always going to come back. No, I can put them to death. 
I can say, no, Satan, you are not going to get me back in that old box. I'm not going to go back to the drugs. I'm not going to go back to the alcohol. I'm not going to go back to the pornography. I'm not going to go back to bitterness. I'm not going to go back to a spirit of ungratefulness. I am going to put to death the deeds of the body, and I'm going to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, what an incredible promise. You know, I remember early in my days of Christianity and trying to figure this whole Christianity thing out, when I began to understand that I could rely on the Holy Spirit and rely on His work in my life to help me, man, life began to change for me. I began to rest in the goodness of God. And this, you know, and, and, and I believe we work with God. I don't believe you just sit there, keep just loving sin and doing what you want to do. But if you've got a heart to change, God will help you change. If you have a desire in you to get past it, I believe God will set you free from it. Some people it takes years, some people with a moment. But I believe in a moment the Holy Spirit can take something out of your life that has been binding you. Why? Because it's God's Spirit. It is God Himself working in you that helps you to put that to death. Not only does He help me to put death the misdeeds of my body, but He keeps me in good places. Now, I wrote this down because I can tell you, I've seen it, man. I'm, you've heard it. You've probably heard it this year. 2020 has been, I'm just, boy, I'm just in a really bad place right now. You might have heard somebody say that. We say that, don't we? I'm in a really bad place right now. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a bad place. Now, don't say that if you've been cooped up with your, with your wife or your husband for a few months. Don't say, I'm in a really bad place right now, okay? Just get past, get, go. Go to your connect group and say, I'm in a really bad place right now, okay? But keep it private there. They're supposed to. But we say things like that. I'm in a really bad place. If you belong to Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God puts you and keeps you in good places. Look what Romans 14, 17 says. For the kingdom of... Yes, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So in my worst place, God puts me in my best place. These three words have kind of a separate meaning for me when I read them. What is the Holy Spirit doing in me? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness means I go into right standing with God. So through the Holy Spirit's power, I am placed in a new position in Christ. I am not the old Tim. I am not this guy who grew up who was angry at God and hated everybody. I am in a new place because the Spirit worked in me. The Spirit changed my life and put me into a place of righteousness. He changed my standing before God. And because I have a new standing, because you have a new standing this morning, because of where you are standing in Him, not only do you have a new place in Him, but you have peace. So He covers where my soul sits. He covers where my soul stands. And peace for me, when I read this, what jumps out to me is I can have peace of mind. 
I have peace with God, and I believe I can have peace of mind. Jesus said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. And he was going to a cross. He was going into a, a, a great difficulty, and he says, my peace I leave with you. You could look at this year that we've all been through, and man, it can get real unsettling. The election's coming up. Boy, it could get real unsettling. There's people that are doing all kinds of crazy, nutty things in our streets, but it could be very unsettling. But for me, as a child of God, I know where my peace sits. I know who has my peace. I know where it comes from, and I don't have to get upset about the world, what the world gets upset about. This world, Jesus said, God said he would, he would raise up rulers. He would tear them down he would build up nations and he would tear them down I don't know what he's doing right now but I know that I have a nation I have an eternal kingdom that I am part of and I belong to him and that is where my peace sits it is not on my ability to keep my peace I trust in the power and working of the Holy Spirit to keep me in a good place not only is he poured righteousness peace but I have joy joy simple joy we try to make ourselves happy in so many ways and we just don't feel like being joyful but through this is a work of the Holy Spirit this isn't you making you happy this is God himself giving you joy so if I know that I'm standing right with God if I have the peace of God in my life, I've got the joy of the Holy Spirit in me, I am in a very good place. It's when I start chasing everything else that I lose my peace. It's when I start chasing after the things of the world, what the world does, what the world wants, all the desires and passions of the world. When I start wanting and chasing after those things is when I lose my peace. It's when I lose my righteousness. It's when I lose my joy. It's when I lose all those good things that are going on in my life. When, when all that, when I pursue the things of the world. But see, if I get into this place with God and I am pursuing my relationship with God through the power of the Holy Spirit, I stay in a very good place. You don't have to let 2020 wreck your mind. You don't have to, ha have to let it defeat you. Not only does it do all this for me, not only does the standing in this right place do all this in my life with the Holy Spirit, but the, not only does he give me love, not only does he help me to put to death the deeds of my body, not only does he keep me in a good place, but then he produces good things in my life. The Holy Spirit does the producing. Genesis, I mean, Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruit of Tim Bailey, because I can tell you these fruit would not show up if it were on me. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience. It's putting up with each other. And if you've, if you've been locked away at any point this year, you know you just had to say, okay, we're going to get through this. 
And I don't know, you know, they're, 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 they're even talking about, you know, is it go things going to resurge and things, is this going to, we're going to be locked down again, all this, blah, 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 blah. And you can get your mind in a place. But, I'm, but if you will let the Spirit do godly patience in you. So not only do I have love, joy, peace, forbearance, I get kindness, I get goodness, I get faithfulness, I get gentleness, and I get self-control. And against such things, there is no law. You see, for you as a child of God, whoever you for as a politician and whoever your favorite candidate is, there's nothing that the other candidate can take away from you if it looks like goodness, peace, joy, patience, gentleness, self-control, because there's no law that can be made to stop that. There's no law that the government can make to let you lose the very peace of God. You give that away. The joy of God, you give that away. The very goodness of God, you can give that away. When you get yourself all worked up and thinking, we have to control it, man, we better, we better. And, I'm, and I believe voting. I am going to vote. I vote pro-life. That's what I vote for. If they believe in life, you're getting my vote. That's how I vote. But I also know God, and I believe God, and I believe the report of God, that God said that I have a fruit that is going to grow in my life, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. I even get self-control. And there is nothing that this world can do to stop it when I keep my hands in the work and promises of the Holy Spirit. The goodness of God is on your life. Don't let Satan rob you of it. Don't let Satan steal your joy. Don't let this world and what people say and what's going on on social media, whether you're a Tennessee fan or not, don't lose your joy today. Wave your orange proudly. <laughs> I'm a Falcons fan, okay? I can do that to you. Because you see what God is trying to do in you? What the Holy Spirit is working in you is doing something. And this is why I wanted you to stay in 2 Peter. I wanted to show you these promises that are over your life because once you see and understand the promises that are over your life, you see the attainability of everything we're about to read. He says you have promises hanging over your life. They're very great and precious promises that you can become a partaker of the God's own divine nature, that, you, that God's nature can become your nature, that you can actually change in this world, that you can be different because God is doing something for you and in you. And it says in the next few verses, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord 
Jesus Christ. You see, Satan and this world want to keep you busy. God wants you to be effective. God wants you to be effective with the life that he has given you. You see, all this promise of the Holy Spirit in your life, all this promise that is hanging over your life is so that you can be effective, that you can be productive, that God has you in a place to change the world in which you live, that you can change somebody's eternal destination, where somebody that was on their way to hell with one joyful, peace-filled, loving Christian can walk into their life and tell them about this great love of God, their whole eternity can change. That is what God is trying to do in you. And not only do you just get a little, okay? You can get it in increasing measure. If you've been saved for 30 years, I hope your life looks a lot more like this than it did 30 years ago. And if it hasn't, if you're still mean and you know that you're still this angry, agitated, uh, person, it's time to say, God, I've not let the Holy Spirit work in my life. I need to put my hand in the hand. It, because what does Scripture tell me right here? I have to make every effort. So there's a part I play in this. There's a part that I have to do in this. That God is telling me to be a partaker, a participant in the work that he is doing in me. And if I will just put my faith steps towards him, he'll do it. He'll do the rest. And I can have all of this in increasing measure so that I can become effective. And I think there's one thing for me that this year has taught us. And I know that there are people at home protecting themselves from sickness and there are people that have been touched in very tough ways because of all of this. But there is no removal of God's call for us all to be effective in this world. God didn't say because it's difficult, because times are tough, because your party did not get elected, then I have to then, then we're gonna just hold off on any of you being effective in this world. No, God has called us right now to be at our most effective. You see, it was when it is darkest is when the light shines the brightest. It's when I say, and what I said before, and I could tell some of you don't even believe it. When I say that I believe we are in a season of favor, I believe we're in a season of favor because I read the book. And the book tells me that when, when I need it, he's got it. And when I am at my weakest, he is at his most powerful. Because Paul said that, my, your grace, and Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect when you're weak. Paul said, so I will confess all the more gladly my weaknesses. Why? So that Christ's power 
may rest on me. It may feel bleak right now. You may feel defeated right now. You may have experienced loss. And I have watched marriages fail throughout this season. I have watched morals fail throughout this season. I have watched difficulty in people's lives. But I'm telling you, I am seeing the hand of God. I am seeing the goodness of God. I am seeing it in those people who says, God, whatever, I'm going to trust you. Lord, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what my loss, no matter what I feel like was to my gain, Lord, I am going to trust you. And I am watching God heal bodies, touch marriages, touch lives, deliver and set free. I believe God is doing it right now. But we got to let ourselves believe it. Get out of this 2020 mindset. We're on the Roman calendar anyway. We don't even know what Jewish year it is. God's got a different calendar. He has a different timetable. And because of Him, because of Him, I have a promise. He would take me through this life. He would give me a full life. He would give me an abundant life, an effective life, a fruit-filled life because I have a promise of His return. It's good news. And I'm not preaching pie in the sky, stick your head in the sand. I'll tell you, it it, can get bad. But I'm going to rest in the goodness of God. You know, I don't have a choice. Because if, what's the other choice? Keep chasing after the wind? Keep chasing after things that happiness cannot provide for me? My most joy-filled And I think this is the toughest part to get through. My most joy-filled life is being used by God. Think about this. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. He's trying to clean you up so that you can partake in His mission. So you can partake in His plan. So that you can have a, a, a different impact in this world. Allowing us to participate in his plan. Man, think about this. And I see people just kind of throwing that away and you know, never really understanding it, never doing anything for God, thinking it's too time consuming. The the C word commitment comes out. I have to spend time doing it. No, you get to. God is saying, come on, participate with me work with me let's do something incredible and in 2020 I want to see and I believe we're going to see what God can do if you were here last week I shared with you the financial blessings that God poured out on this church to get us through this season God's favor is right here God's favor is right here all you have to do is say God forgive me of everything that I'm not doing God forgive me for not trusting in you Lord, help me to trust in the Spirit's work in my life. It may change in a moment. It may take several years for you to get some things out of your life and get into what God wants you to do. But just trust Him. Be patient. He's patient with you. Don't beat yourself up. Stay connected to God. Stay plugged in and let the life of God 